We're going live. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Tim the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the X, Wrestling Books Reason, Scott, as well as my co-host from ATR Rising Sun, the man in black himself, Ethan. We coming to you from above the ring, ship it studios, premier wrestling podcast, covering all things for me, WWW worldwide. Coming to you the week after the back-to-back pay-per-views from AEW, all in and all out coming on. I feel like we were stressing about this for a you know a while. It was going to be a lot of work. We were there was a couple of things we were just like oh, I don't know. This is this is I don't know. Um, we only have three of us here. Let's 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 quick summary. I don't know about you guys. This actually I would say exceeded expectations. Especially the way it played out. Absolutely. Um, funny enough, I, I think I think I actually liked all out more than I did all in. And I really liked all in too. I don't know. It was just I I I thought all out would be the throwaway pay-per-view, but I was actually more entertained with it than than all in. Remember last week when I said the card was ass? Yes. Yeah. Thank you for putting me on, TK. <laughs> thank you but i did i'm gonna agree scott like i liked all a little bit better than all in not by much but a little bit better um i'm gonna i'm gonna make that a uh three and out i did like all in i like the spectacle of it again i think of you know i don't want to compare the two but i can this felt like all in felt like the spectacle it was it was a big show or the biggest paid wrestling show in wrestling history um, in the one of the largest arenas in the world, and it just felt like at times, you know, it just it felt big. You know, everyone was there. I did like the stage setup. I thought it was very brilliant, mm. rather than watching them walk down for ten minutes. Um, and then all out, we were just like, hey, get another week. How do you even set that up? Because you had to set up like more than half that card. Yep. <laughs> and we talked about it. We're like, this is not going to be good. We got, we got, we got issues here. Never mind what was going under in the pre-show of all in. And then even I was like, this 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 show just blew me away. I almost feel like, and before we get right into the picks, guys, don't forget to, you know, follow us on YouTube, follow us on X. Um, I almost feel like this was in between it, it, it's almost like they looked at all in, I mean sorry, all out 21 forward and go let's go back to where we were when all in all out 2021 happened yeah and almost close the gap a little bit so let's get right into it all in happened at Wembley Stadium coming on great show um opening match the one that you know we were all concerned about I was like oh man you gotta be working too but anyway WrestleMania 10 Bret Hart worked both Opener and closer. Better than you, Bebe. Taking on defeat an Aussie Open to win the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. This one, I think, threw us all for a loop. Yep. Yeah, none of us picked this. We all thought that there would be a... Uh, somebody would turn on somebody, and it was off to the races. But, nope. We were all the, wrong. The one time I picked Aussie Open to win, <laughs> fucking <laughs> lose. Oh, that oh, was the greatest... Oh, 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 like, okay, so back to so uh, definitely and Scott can testify that because me and him were talking about this. I picked them one and I changed from the kingdom. They win. I pick them one time this time and they fucking lose. I'm disappointed, yep. boys. Yep. Dicks. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I thought this was a good, a good opener, honestly. 
Um, in all seriousness, it was pretty fun, though. In all seriousness. You know, cool to see Aussie open. Um, open the show. Adam Cole and MJF, the chemistry, it's just... I think John said it best. John said it best last night on the stream. This is like their bloodline storyline right now. And I think giving them the tag titles, they're going for the long haul on this storyline. And I, I am, I'm, I'm buckled in guys. He did the King of Rue kick guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You know, those fans fucking loved it. Oh, of course mm-hmm. they did. Absolutely. So following that, we had, um, again, this is another one I didn't see happening. Um, I think everyone else picked Hook, but we won't get into that, you know, just yet. Uh, Hook taking on, defeating Jack Perry via submission to retain the FTW championship match. Um, Regained. Yeah, this wasn't bad. You know, um, I'd have to go back and watch this match. There's a lot of other things that have been going on that seem to overshadow the match now. Yeah. He's hardcore. He's hardcore. <laughs> Uses real grass. Real grass. Real, real grass. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I. Honestly, you guys talk about the CM. I'm tired of about fucking hearing about CM Punk and listening to about this crap. Let's just fuck off with that shit. We'll talk about his match in a sec, but let's. Just, I don't want to talk about the backstage bullshit. No, you guys right. talked about it Sunday. I'm. Not trying to be an asshole, but I don't. I'm so sick of hearing about it. Oh no, you you we're the same way, absolutely. Yep. If you want to listen, <laughs> listen to the Fall Ramble Scramble episode with Scott and I that we just dropped. Uh, it's our take, or uh, and you know we're closing the books on it. So I did like uh, the spot. Well, talk about the actual match. I did like the Rolling Thunder off the limo. I thought that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but it was pretty cool seeing Hook regain. I mean, it was kind of obvious. Sorry, Sam. Um. I mean, winning, what was it, like 86, 81,000 or something like that? Yeah, 81,035, I think they said. It was, was pretty, I get this one six out of 10, but I mean, it was all right. It was fun little hardcore Falls County where FTW rules match thingy. <laughs> it's all the same. Come on. Pretty much. Yeah. I did like the staging, though, how like it, the LED was like inside the. Inside like, the tunnel? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought it was cool, but. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a fun little garbage match. It's a pre-show match. I mean, GC Dub, GC Dub. <laughs> so, hopping over to uh, opening match in the card, CM Punk taking on defeating Samoa Joe for the Real World Championship. It has now been vacated. Sorry, or they just took it, or you just took it and ran home. <laughs> it is what it is. The exhibition titles were fake. Oh, um, I thought this was a lot of fun. Uh, this was a good opener. This is the pace. This is the energy you want from the crowd. Um, I mean, these guys, I don't know when the last time, yeah, they weren't, did they, they wrestled on collision for what in that tournament? Yeah. You know, in hard top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this to kick the show off. It really, I think it set the mood. It set the tone. Mm-hmm. I like how he won with the Pepsi plunge. That's rare. Uh, <clears throat> I like the spot where punk does across the crossword and Joe's like, yeah, no. Yeah, just, just and, then, and then frozen for the bot, like the bottom of the announce table, and Joe just does the jerking off. <laughs> oh my god, that was he was so great in that. Oh my god, uh, <clears throat> just makes me love Samoa Joe so much more. It really truly does. TK, can you do me a favor? Can you put him on Dynamite going forward and have him win the world title? Right. I'm happy with him being the king of television, but god damn it, give him a heavyweight like world championship. 
the thing, and we will talk okay. about, um, you know, everything that's happened in the past two weeks with Samoa Joe in the picture. I feel like he's just, he's proven himself in that locker room. He's proven that, Hey, I'm, I'm here for the long run and I'm not dicking around and I'm going to give you my absolute best across the board. Yeah. All right. I'm giving a hot take. Joe should have won the real, real world title, the collision world title. <laughs> Would have you then had him lose it to MJF in what should have been the main event at all out? MJF versus the real world title. You could. Because I think they're playing the long game here with MJF. So that's my only thing with that. I do get it. Seeing what happened, seeing what happened, I think in hindsight, that's the term I'm looking for. In hindsight, what you're saying makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. But at the time, I think we were expecting Punk to drop that title the following week. Right. Which is why it didn't happen. So, but no, I I'm, I feel the sentiment. I think he needs to have that title at some point. Yeah. You're goddamn right he does. He's definitely earned it. What a fucking killer. Right. We'll um, talk about him on All Out, but yeah. Move on, Sam. Following <laughs> that, we have the six-man tag Bullet Club goal in Kanosuke Takeshita defeating the Golden Elite, Kenny Omega, Hangman and Page, and Kota Ibushi. Fucking disappointing, man. Come on, guys. What's wrong? <laughs> Honestly, though, I thought this... I thought, <clears throat> even though like, the majority of us picked Omega for this, or no, like, the Golden Elite, um, the fact that Takeshita was the one to get the pin on Kenny, I thought was a great move because it continues to build him as a legitimate threat. And then we'll talk about their match that they had it all it all out in a little bit, but it just it I thought that if anything was going to happen, that would have been the best way for that to end. And also no, and I did like I really liked the match. So I, I wasn't expecting I mean I'm glad to catch a pin them and we'll talk about the dirt all up match. Yeah. But I I really enjoyed this one. I mean and Ibushi, he looked better than he did in Blood and Guts. That's all I'll say about him. But um, actually, you know what? Give me the cash on Ibushi. Fuck it. Make it one-on-one. -on -one. All right. I'd be oh, awesome that. There's an Inoki tribute show coming up. Book a TK. There is Russell Dream, exactly. Yeah, you never know. Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to announce Russell Dream during uh, within this time period. So <sighs> I'm excited. But also, I think in the back of our heads, we're all like, oh, my gosh. It's 2017 WWE all over again. So <laughs> too many pay per views. Yeah, but you know, <sighs> yeah, but you know that's gonna happen though. Yeah, I mean it's true. Warner Brothers wanted them to have more pay per views. I so. think for me it's the timing of it. Right. Because we're now having it. three of them, four of them, in the matter of three months. Yep. You have an all in, all out. October you have Wrestle Dream. November you have Full Gear. Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. And then you have the gap, unless we find out. In November, that we're having a December pay-per-view. And then in December, we're having a January pay-per-view. And in January, Revolution's happening. And then after Revolution, we have something happening in March. March Madness, baby. <laughs> so, that's my only thing. If that's the route we're going, cool. But it was just I, like we had all this happen all at once. And if they leave it like this, it's going to be very lopsided. Right. I'm honestly surprised that they haven't turned like 
Fight for the Fallen or um, Fighter Fest into an actual pay per view, and instead of it being a super show, they they used they did that I think in 2019 and I think yeah the one year they did yeah but I'm surprised it hasn't stuck to become oh, sorry. Yeah, one yeah. of their one of their normal pay per views. I'm kind of surprised Grand I mean, Slam isn't either. That's true too. There's there's another one yeah. You know, rocking mm. out in, in Arthur Ashe Stadium. So, yeah. apparently they're doing horrible with tickets on that. No, it's too bad. Okay, so do we say our piece on that match, the six man? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll say yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Um, following that, we had um, you know the trilogy coming to an end. FTR taking on defeating the Young Bucks to retain the AEW World Tag Titles. I'm going to say right now, I'm getting sick of them like numbering these matches like per the card. I figured it would have been like something where, you know, we could talk about Omega, Okada, one, two, and three, just like psychologically, not like advertise, oh, this is the third in the trilogy. Oh, so they're not going to wrestle again. But that's my complaint. But either way, these two put on a banger match. Yes. Yes. This was, this was definitely a highlight of the night. For me, um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I was honestly surprised that FTR won. I really was. I really thought the Bucks were going to take it, but I'm I'm very happy that FTR won. Thanks, God, for not letting me change my pick. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's uh, true. That's true. Uh, I no, this was really, really. Ex- if I had to rate them out of the three, I'd probably put this one second, maybe. What was the first match? Full gear, right? That was during the pandemic. I think so, yeah. Yes. So the first one was really good. And then I like some of the callbacks where Cash did the um, Spring Bowl 450. Mm. I thought that was cool. And then BT, uh, it was just fucking great. I mean, that's excellent. I can't say enough good things about it. Same pace, we just took the words out of my mouth. (laughs) I I don't know. I think they're all, this is tough. I. I don't know which of the three I like the best. We might have to maybe, maybe down the road we can go and like rate the three of them. Um, hot, hot information for you, Ethan. I was at the second one when it was in Boston. So. You're anything else you want to fucking tell me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still mad. I was, at a cash, I was at a money in the bank cash in as well. So, I mean, you want to start, I can start just adding things I've been to. Um, that's a future podcast. There we go. Future podcast idea. <laughs> All the That's things cool. safe, Things we've seen live in wrestling shows. We're getting too far off, but that's a great idea. That is a good idea. Uh, oh, well, yeah. for FTR, actually, in the live, well, since Sam's going to throw shit, I seen F- I seen Dax Howard get injured at a live event. Oh, no. Well, then, then to top that off, I uh, used to. Uh, Twit, but uh, twit used to use Twitter <laughs> back and forth with uh, with uh, with Dax before he was even on main television in NXT. Him and I used to chat a little bit, so I thought that was pretty fun. I do the remember that. Winner is Scott. <laughs> <laughs> back before, what were they? I think he was he had a different tag partner at that point, too. He wasn't even with Cash, um, and he was part of a tag team called the Mechanics. So, oh yeah, I forgot they, about that. Yep, and then I think his uh, his original tag partner left, and then Cash came in, and then they the became the revival great. and everything. Yeah, the rest is history. But this yeah. was really good, honestly. Yeah, I mean, by the way, I means I got the only ones right on this. I one. think so. I think so. Yeah. 
So following that, we have the Stadium Stampede with Eddie Kingston, Penta Zomiedo, Best Friends, and Orange Cassidy defeating Blackpool Combat Club, Mike, San- Mike Santana. Santana and Ortiz. I don't know why they call him Mike Santana on the wiki. I don't know. No, that's what he's going by, actually. He's going by yeah. Mike Santana? Yeah. Man, yeah, that threw me off. Pulling off the first name? Well, remember when I was saying he's hardcore during the pre-show match? Mm-hmm. They're hardcore. They're <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. This, I think that's another we all got wrong. I think I'm pretty sure all of us got this one wrong on this match because I thought it was gonna be black. Honestly, I get best friends the baby fist is winning, but honestly, I think Blackpool Combat Club should have took it. Yeah, yeah, we all picked <laughs> Blackpool Combat Club. We but I nothing. <laughs> I really enjoyed this one as well. Um. I like how Ed, they were making their entrance today. He's like, well, fuck you guys. I'm just going to go bolt down the rings. Start right. Fist Claudio. Yeah. Yep. And then some of the, my only nitpicks here is some of the camera angles, like, um, like how did Beretta get busted open? Like, and then we missed some chair shots and other stuff, but it's like, dude, like, come on. I get, you can't be here. That's yeah. That's the tough part about this. So, cause you're fighting everywhere. So it's hard to have, I'm sure there were cameras with everybody, but the problem is you have a few producers that are saying, use this camera, use that camera, jump to this camera. They'll miss things. It's going to happen. It's natural. But you just, that's why you have to lean on the commentators to be able to try to explain it and help the help the story move along. Because like you said, like same thing. I was like, I'm like, how did Trent Breda just, how did his face explode? What happened? That's the only thing with these things. I mean, they're fun. And again, Scott and I, we were at, the uh, I don't know if it was they call it Stadium Stampede when we we're at Double or Nothing. Yes, it, yeah, that was the, yeah. the first one. Yeah, it's no, cool. Not, when not, you... not Stadium. No, that was uh, that was Anarchy in the arena. arena. Anarchy in the arena. Yeah, so we were there for that, and that was cool when you're there because all of a sudden it's just like a, a it's like being in the Boston Garden back in the '80s. You know, just fights breaking out all over the place, <laughs> and it's cool. But when you go back and watch something like that on TV. Then you're like, okay, there's a lot. It's all over the place. If it's like if you go back and watch the World War Three pay per views from WCW, oh god, it just it just it's a it's a nightmare. It's a yeah. nightmare to go back and watch it. And I bet you it was cool if you were there and right. at the time. But in hindsight, you're like, man, this was a bad idea. Yep. I love how Sue came out and then everybody started cheering for her. And then she whipped, had baked cookies and Trent's like, all right, I'm using these as weapons. Fantastic. Absolutely. And thank God I the ladder over she is. She needs an action figure like yesterday. It needs to happen. I'm thank God Pentagon bikes and Tam to get injured again because that ladder was. Yeah. Yeah. That, I didn't get the whole Penta Elscaro change. Well, that's that's his like evil persona. He he had that in AEW for a little bit and then it went away. And I thought he was going to go like full Pentagon dark like Lutra Underground. There's my there's my reference for the week. Ah, oh, damn it. Um... Leaving too late. I was going to say that. <laughs> And um, yeah, like when I when I when I heard the new music, I was like, "Oh shit, there it is!" Okay, all right, I get it now. He's but, hardcore. Yeah, it was, He's it hardcore. was a little, it was a little weirdly placed, but whatever. It is what it is. And an orange getting the win. I thought I'm a little surprised Claudio got pinned because mostly he's protected. I thought he's gonna be Yuta or Ortiz, right? But I still I still enjoy. If I had to pick like Anarchy slash Team, I probably this is the weakest one. I probably have to say. Mm. Okay, maybe, but it, I still really enjoy it though. But if I had to make a list, they're 
there's that word again. On, honestly, though, since you mentioned that, um, Orange Cassidy going for the ROH Heavyweight Championship when he's back. Oh yeah, Tiger. He did. Yeah, he could. He pinned the champ. So just. I got a. I got a dream. Match, that out there. I got an idea for a Claudio match, but I'll tell him Neil. Out. All right. Right. Sam Parr knows where I'm going with that, but I'll talk about that in all out. We'll hop over to the women's title match. And the moment where we knew was going to happen, Soraya taking on defeating Hikaru Shida, Dr. Baker, and Tony Storm for the uh, women's world title. And this is uh, what we wanted, and this is exactly what we got. Yeah. The yeah. pop was big. I was a little shocked by the turn from Tony mid-match. I didn't think we were going to go that route so soon. A certain stat man was happy. <clears throat> yes, I mean, yeah, he's been very anti-outcast for a long time. Um, I, I, I can't blame him, though. I, I I did expect the turn because you have two women in the same faction going for a title. Their ego is going to get in the way. One's not really going to let the other do it in the match. If they're helping them, that's a different story. Like, if they're not in the match. But you're in the match. If you're not in the wedge, if you're not in the match to win the heavyweight championship or the women's championship, what the hell are you doing in the match? That's a fair assessment, yeah. That's just my thoughts on it. This was predictable, but honestly, like, does Brett really need it? Sorry, Zach. Um, she did just lost. Uh, sorry, Storm just lost it. I mean, she don't need it yet. Right. Yet. I was waiting for her to throw a shoe. <laughs> But I love I love her new character development. It's so good. Um our friend Mark, obviously big, big, big fan of the uh, of the brand and everything. Um him and I have been chatting back and forth, and he's obsessed with Tony and how, what she's turned into. It's, it's outstanding. Um, I thought it's really well. I love the Marilyn Monroe thing that she's kind of going with, also a little psychotic, which is kind of which is kind of fun too. Um, I did miss Dynamite. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard that there's something else that's going to be coming next week, like some type of like behind the scenes for, for her life or whatever. So we'll see what happens. Um, but I like, I like this version of Tony Storm. I don't think she needs to be in the Outcasts going forward. So fuck no, we'll <laughs> fuck no. She she needs to go up. Keep you can keep Saran Ruby style together but tony should just do her own shit honestly yeah. yeah so we're gonna hop over to um i think another predictable match darby allen and sting getting the win over christian cage and swerve strickland in the coffin match yep. no no dad that comments in this match nope, nope. again i will say it i don't know what the hell let me tell you there's no better legend in the business right now who looks as good as he does as sting i know the table spot looks i if this is the one with the table spot i'm thinking of i think that was sloppy i feel like there's one little thing with him that didn't look great but everything else has been like flawless hey now he made it up he did a second leg drop or butt drop <laughs> but darby what the fuck are you doing man jesus christ you're back Thank let's cough it Hi, my name is Darby. Welcome to Jackass. I'm gonna jump on a coffin. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Like seriously, like he just like did you? Uh, I know they showed it a few times, but did you see his head 
Yeah. Just like smash uh, against the back of the coffin once his body hit. I was just like, oh god. And he's out of TNT Thomas. <laughs> oh, Christ. But uh and what a spot, Nick Wayne. He took a back bump on a skateboard. Yeah, that was pretty rough too. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank God these kids are young, but I mean that's gonna catch up to them real quick. Oh, for God's sake, stop yeah. climbing Matt Alvers. <laughs> thank you that they're young, but you know, then they're gonna be, you know have an addiction problem and then they're going to have other problems. And you know, that's what we don't need. We don't need so far. We still have this issue where oh, we have a lot of legends again from the eighties and nineties, just dropping dead at a younger age. Yeah. And somehow, and I've listened, it's, it's funny. I did listen to, I'm going on a little side note. I did listen to Hulk Hogan on Rogan. It was a good oh, episode. God. Actually, it was actually really good. You know, whether half those stories are true, I don't know, but he's pr- I don't know what it was with him and Flair. Somehow those two who are the biggest stars in the whole industry are the only, are like the two that are just outlasting everybody. I don't know if it was because they were cleaner than the rest of them. I don't know if, I don't know what it is, but you know, hopefully with the younger talent here, especially Nick Wayne, Nick Wayne just turned 18. Right. You know, we don't need him in a wheelchair in the next five years or ever. Honestly, kids are Darby, Darby might be though at this fucking rate. <laughs> well, they were saying that about Will Ospreay. Um, Jericho said ago. that too, yeah. That the way he was wrestling at one point when he was considered a junior heavyweight was yeah. going to have him like incapacitated. And I know he has some health problems st- still. Um, well, he did a Spanish fly and his head off the, rape, off the ring apron and his fucking head was like busted open. Yeah, you know. But at least what Will Ospreay did was he ended up transitioning yeah, into the heavyweight role, where it's like I don't have to do the crazy flying stuff all the time. Which, speaking of which, we're gonna hop right over there. Will Osprey getting the dub over Mr. Fozzy himself, Chris Jericho. That was I a great segue. It was cool to see Fozzy perform in front of eighty thousand people. He's right. like, I performed a bigger crowd than da 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 da. Guess that's what? a shoot, brother. <laughs> I forgot who he said. It, it, but no, I um. Chris didn't look so bad in this match. Yeah, I know some day, times he looks a little older than he should be. Yeah. But... Yeah, he he brings out the best in, in his opponents, and his opponents do the same thing if they're you know if they're up to up to snuff. And Osprey obviously is up to snuff. Um, like you said, Jericho did not look his age. He looked good, and I'm glad though that Osprey does get the win here. He deserves it. You know, it's a big rub to get it off of, of Jericho. The good big rub to get it off of Jericho. Yes, it is. <laughs> I was like, who's gonna catch? I was like, who's gonna catch that? Yep. Okay. That's no, what, I wasn't gonna let that drop. That's what. That's what she said. Yes. But I really enjoyed this. I mean, Jericho had a couple botched spots, but I mean, it was only little. Um, Osprey needed this. Jericho don't like Johnson. Uh, Jericho doesn't really need much wins anymore. And then he pushed off Sammy because he was mad. And now yeah. I think they're having a fight at Grand Slam. Spoiler alert. Well, let's talk about another big moment we had here. The acclaimed taking on and defeating House of Black to become the new AEW World Trios ty- uh, champions. I, in celebration, have bought an acclaimed hat. I will be wearing it. Actually, does not know yet. Which so, doesn't know yet? Oh, no. no. <laughs> 
That's outstanding. Come on the live stream. She'll tell you. He, he just made it. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, this is my weakest match of the night, honestly. But you, you knew they were winning, honestly. Like, yeah. yeah. I think this went, like, I don't know, what, five or, like, ten minutes or something. I ten, almost it. 11, like 10.50. Poor Julia Hart, man. I felt so bad for her. By the way, there's uh, – remember when I was talking about Joe needs a world title run? Yep. There's two of them in this match that needs a future world title run. Okay. Malachi Black. Yes. And Brody. I could see Brody with the mid-card title. I don't know if I, he's done enough yet to warrant him being a heavyweight champion. Yeah. Okay, I'll at, least yeah. In, at least in AEW. I know he's done a ridiculous amount of shit in the Indies, and that's great. That's fine. But to me, I think he'd be a great TNT champion. Me too. You yeah. give Malachi uh, the heavyweight championship. And Buddy, can't forget Buddy. I think he could be an, another one that could be a great mid-card champ. I can see him with the... Um, I can see him being a world champion in a couple of years, but uh, international title. There you go. Clean sweep. You give Julia Hart could somehow get the uh, either TBS. TBS oh yeah, TBS or the women's title, and then and then House of Black has all the belts. Like this match was all right, but honestly, for week I'd say this is the weakest one. Right. No, it was also kind of super predictable too. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, honestly, though, when 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 badass Billy Gunn comes back after everything that's been happening, you knew there was no way they were going to lose. Well, when he came back, like well, like I said on the pick show, like. This is the third time they're challenging for the title. Like if he came back and lost. What was the fucking point of him coming exactly. back? No, that's exactly it. That was like exactly. that would have been point. I, and don't get me wrong, I love both trios, and I'm glad they won the trios. You knew they were gonna win sooner or later, right? But oh. I think it's the, Malachi, and then the get single gold now. Yeah, I mean, keep them, keep them together, make them relevant, make sure they still have their dominance. Because that was the thing originally the first time is that they weren't dominant. It was kind of like the Wyatt family for a while, hmm. where the Wyatt family is like, oh, they're supposed to be the, you know, they're supposed to be the threat, and then they always lose. Like, imagine, and I don't want to like say that winning is a big deal, but imagine had things been different and the Undertaker was like that throughout the 90s. That's the way I look at it. Like the Undertaker became a staple. He became at one point, the end-all, be-all. Right. And imagine if they were just like, nah, we're going to just like let him like lose all the time. He didn't have to have the title. That was the thing. Undertaker never needed the title. But if he, I mean, I don't think his he will be as, he would have been as memorable as he is, you know, today. Right. Oh, especially with the, the aura around him. Like, you, that you, you don't lose. Or if you do, it's a fluke. Or it's something ridiculous. Like you just can't keep losing, and House of Black was doing that for a while. They were just losing, like mm-hmm. there was nothing. They didn't seem special. Now, now they seem a lot more special with the stuff that they're doing. But they need to keep that momentum still. Correct. I mean, you yeah, you could take the loss here for the trios title, have them go away for a little bit, and they come back and they just destroy things. And like Ethan said, maybe it's time for one of them. Malachi probably would be the best one to go for uh, a um. A singles title. Yes. <laughs> yep. And again, we'll just quickly hop back to the acclaimed. They are still on fire. Yes. I don't, I, again, I don't even remember what the hell happened. 
prior to them having the titles, the tag titles. But like the moment they caught that flame, it just if you don't if I don't hear the acclaims show up on a show now, it's almost like they still I think get one of the biggest pops, if not the biggest pop. Oh, absolutely. You hear that that beginning of their theme and the crowd's already blowing up. It's great. Mm-hmm. Cause not only are they talented, they're you know, Max Caster on the mic is incredible. Yep. So um Let's hop over to the main event. I think a very important main event for a very important show. And Scott and I think had this conversation on a podcast. MJF and Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship with MJF retaining. And Ethan, I'm going to throw this out here. I don't know if you've listened to it or I don't remember if we talked about it. But I will readdress something we talked about here. I had concerns with this match. The biggest concern here with this match is sometimes when you do a big show like this, you may take like MJF and you're going to put him up against Chris Jericho or you might put him up against CM Punk or you might put him up against John Moxley, somebody who's been there for a long time. And instead, or the other way with Adam Cole, instead they took two younger guys. I know Adam Cole, you know, he's in his lower mid thirties, a couple years older than I am, but he's still considered young in the industry in the mainstream, they took these two younger stars and made them the main event and took tore the roof off. And personally, that made it that much more special and better. Yeah. This was like the... I'm glad these two made event. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting them to come in with the World Tag titles <laughs> during a lot of right. ones. Yeah. But, man, that MGF frames Buster spot. Holy shit. There, there was so much about this because at first it was kind of it did seem a little slower at first and then started to pick up and then slowly certain th- I, I I remember shenanigans happening towards the end yep. I think there was what what was it there was the count out yeah it ended in a double what was it a double count out or no double pin it was a double oh. pin and then the yeah. crowd was like, and I, I remember watching that happen, and I was just like, "Oh dear God, please not let not let this not be the end of the pay per view." Especially because you're in England, and like these guys barely get anything. Like, do not let this be how this show ends. And thankfully, both wrestlers are like, "Nope, we're gonna go until the end." I'm like, "Oh thank God, let's go." But yeah, then I think there was an immediate ref bump right after that. I believe. And then poor Bryce Riceberg takes a fucking (laughs) sunrise. Oh my god, I know that's right. Uh, But you know, those of you who watch Bryce when he was in the Indies roughing, the man used to do ridiculous shit, especially with the Young Bucks back in the day. So seeing that, like, it brought me extra joy because I'm like, Bryce gets to do fun stuff again. This is great. (laughs) Oh yeah, I enjoyed this match a a lot. Um, it went a nice smooth 29 minutes and it was just, yeah, the, the future is bright for, for AEW if they can hold on to both of these guys. Obviously, I know the whole bidding war of 2024 when it comes to MJF. We'll see what happens. Um, but I think it's going to be, I think AEW is in good hands with either one of these guys at the helm. Going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Um, uh... Yeah, I don't give 
really much left to say. Like it was really, really good match. I mean, thank God they didn't do the double pin. I think I probably would have gave it a little less rating, but I really enjoyed it. But but you know what? I think. Sorry, we have a fourth co-host right now. Somebody couldn't leave me alone. Um, so we, I think the way they implemented it, and I prefer it with the double pin in instead of without, because the crowd was like not having it. Right. And then Adam Coles was like, I just want five more minutes. And then MJF goes, no, you're not getting your five we go until somebody wins, and then the crowd was just electric. Oh, yeah, like upset. they, that was perfect. I think yeah. they would not have been as electric had you not done that. Right, because it had been a long, long day mm-hmm. to that point, and to do that it was just like that extra shot of adrenaline in the arm and the crowd. You're right, you're right, Sam. It just the crowd just went crazy after that. So yeah, that was a real good play by both of them. So before we hop over, um. To talk about all out, even even picks on the show. What you got? World Tag Team Title Match, Stadium Stampede Match, mm-hmm. Jericho and Osprey, and the main event. Nice, nice. It's good. Uh, all good matches. Again, I mean, I thought you could weren't going to be able to top this. I again, we're hopping over to all out now. We had thirteen matches, and we were just like, "There's no way this is going to be like half as good." And I think we're all in agreement. This pay per view was was better. Yeah. Like, I just can't, I, I don't know how. Right, I yeah. I don't know how, and it's still bothering me. Well, I mean, uh, we, we we might know how, but we won't talk about that anymore. Don't forget to listen to the Fall Ramble Scramble episode of Above the Ring. <laughs> um, so, I'm just going to skip over this one quickly. Uh, we didn't make a pick for this one. Hangman Adam Page won the over-budget charity battle royale. Uh, eliminating Brian Cage, and I think that's going to lead to um, some kind of feud. They have a match next week. Yes. Um, but the second pre-show match, Hikaru Shida, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue take on defeating Athena, Mercedes Martinez, India Monte, which I haven't seen in a long time. She's been wrestling a ring of honor. Yep. So it's Mercy. Can we let's you know what? Fuck it. I I, I love Athena being as champion, but I think it's time for her to come up. Come to the main row, yeah, to the main show. Absolutely. Athena is I love that she's like the forever champion of ROH, but yeah, I want that I want her on my television. She's a phenomenal wrestler. She always has been, even when she was back in NXT and WWE. She was great. It just now it's just like she's buried on ROH. It's like, come on. Yeah, I think they need to go back to using Ring of Honor. And I'm going to sit, this is going to sound, I mean, we all know Ring of Honor was the ultimate indie promotion, but they need to use it as like their developmental. Yes. You know, they need to kind of cut this. We need to get everyone on our roster wrestling. You know, we need to go to even bring it down to an hour, you know, do a bunch of tapings an hour a week. Because that was what made Ring of Honor. You know, I remember I'd watch it a few times. You only get that hour and you're like, that was it. Yeah. No, sometimes it'd be like Cody talking for 20 minutes. Boom. Yeah. Done. Yep. You know, or you get, that's what they need to do, you know, and make sure you have some of these other people chiseled out to move forward. This past week's was an hour. Oh, all right. But honestly, it was more of a, it was like dark. But honestly, this was a fun six woman tag. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. On to the main event of the pre-show. Yeah, the main event, man, going from second to the pre-show, but they probably needed it. The acclaimed... 
Billy Gunn defending their tag title successfully against Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal. Quick six-minute bout. You know, I think this might personally, throughout the whole show, might have been the weakest on the the card. easy. This. All right, when I said this was ass, but the all-out card, this match was ass. Yeah, it was, yeah. I hate, I hate it. Why, Why is Jared challenging for titles? Actually, you know what? I can't be hypocrite. Why is Billy Gunn holding the title? Well, <laughs> but I like Billy Gunn a little better. But anyway, um, that's another podcast for another day. Um, I don't know. It was just way too much bullshit, honestly. Yeah, that was way too much. House of Torture. Sam will get the reference. Oh God, uh, no, no. I got. I understand it because you've talked about it before. No. <laughs> yes. Oh come on. I mean, the the best part about Jeff Jarrett and that whole thing is his theme song. That's one of the reason, and plus he still gets heel heat, so it's true. Like, it's slightly give a pass, but yeah. Honestly, out of this thirteen match, this was just the weakest. Battle Royal was probably my second weakest, but yeah, this. I will never knock. A, I mean, a battle royale is a battle royale at this point. Yeah, I yeah. feel like half the time it's just to get people on the card and kind of get some. Hey, we're gonna just have a bunch of people on here, and if they're not on the card, we'll just throw them in here, and you'll get excited about it. Right. So. It's an it's a it's kind of like um uh I don't know if they did it this past year when New Japan does theirs for the KOPW. Always look forward to that. It's just it's just fun. It's just I did like the Daniel Garcia dancing eliminate up the he already gets eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yep. Let's hop to the main card. You know, again kicking off the show better than you, baby. Taking on defeating the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds and John Silver to retain the Ring of Honor tag titles. Um, it's a pretty good opener. I mean, it, it was, yeah, I did enjoy this. Um, well, when they won the Battle Royale, I was like, oh, fuck, I don't care. But actually, this was pretty enjoyable. I, I like that Dark Order has gone back to their dark roots. Starting to the, being more heelish. Like, like I had worried about that for the longest time after Brody Lee passed away. It's like, how are they going to go heel again? How is it going to make sense? They found a way to make it make sense. So now I'm honestly excited to see who they recruit because they want people like them to, to show up again. Obviously, they they lost three quarters of their staff. <laughs> so it's about you know, they need to they need to backfill. So I'm I'm excited to see who who will show up and who will who will make things happen. Maybe, maybe sooner rather than later. I know he's still real young, but maybe we'll get to see more negative one again. Maybe they'll turn on negative one. Those who dicks. knows? Who knows? I mean, that would be the ultimate heel thing right there. So. I mean, they lost. They lost Stewie Grit. Stu Grit. Stewie. <laughs> yeah. Well, Stu, Stu's with the righteous. They lost. Um, um, Press and fans. Yep, he's now with. Uh, I can't never say their name correctly. Just say LFI. I know who. Yeah, about, yeah. So he's with them. Obviously, Anna J went to the JS, and now she's. Out in the middle of what are doing whatever, Pick but yeah. So it would be nice to to let them have a nice strong, strong leader and just run with it. See what see what happens. But I I, I enjoy this one though. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. next match, same boy. So going from this match, MJ, you know, immediately Samoa Joe's music kicks on, and I'm like, that's weird. I guess we're just getting right into it. And then Samoa Joe walks out, and I'm like, 
I was a, I was a little confused, but I think this was the moment where I knew the show was going to be fire. Yep. And I think I texted you guys. Yep, it was like we saw everything that had happened in the past week, and they were like, "Let's get that out of the headlines. Let's put the best show we can on." Yep. And the moment Samoa Joe checked MJF, you know the whole uh, NXT thing there yep. came to mind, and now we're going to get that down the road. I'm super excited. Um, but Samoa Joe taking on Shane Taylor and defeating him by submission for the TV title. <sighs> Shane Taylor. We need more Shane Taylor. On, uh, uh, yes. Yo, I just, yeah, I meaty man slapping meat, boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This was a hoss fight. And these boys beat the ever-living snot out of each other. I'm surprised that it only went six minutes. Like, I thought this match felt like a 15-minute banger. But then all of a sudden it's like nat night time because Joe puts put, Joe puts him to sleep. But still, it's like was this a short God. match on the main show? Yes, I think it was. Yes, <laughs> by by a good by a good amount. But it's still, it, like I said, it felt like it was fifteen minutes. Like it just just did not stop at all. I would like more Shane Taylor on Dynamite and Collision, please. Yes, even Rampage, somewhere on television, just do it. All right, next up in the big meaty man slapping meat tournament, Shane Taylor for Brian Cage. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that this is again, we talk about the different types of wrestling, and I think again, you know, AEW they, they do have a lot of a lot of flippy shit. They have a lot of tag team stuff, but I think they also have their fair share of hosses in the company. Yes. Um so we're gonna hop over. We had the uh the TNT title match following that. Luchasaurus taking on defeat and Darby Allen. Um, we had that little bit with Nick Wayne at the end where they were gonna do the concerto to Darby. I don't know. I really liked this. I was like, I was like, oh, we're gonna get Darby in here again, and Darby's gonna win it again. But no, no, this is great. Yeah, the dinosaur beat the I like turtle kid. <laughs> I'm glad Luchasaurus won. Me um, too. I mean, obviously Christian's been running around with the title, but it's nice to see Luchasaurus actually just getting in there and just beating the crap out of somebody for a while. It's it's nice, and it's plus his plus his his new theme song, huh? Easily, easily in my top three for AEW theme songs. It just it sounds so badass, and the way he walks out with like the the one shoulder pad that's just like all decked out to the nines. It's just like this is this is some high quality shit. I love this so much. I, remember we were told fantasy how Darby or Stanley got turned each other like cost each other the match. Yeah. I didn't even think about Nick Wayne turning on him. I was kind of waiting for that, honestly. But I actually thought that this was my match of the night, like up to this point, but there were more better later on. Really? This one? This far up? Because, I mean, up next we had Miro take on defeat powerhouse Hobbs by submission. Another big mini man slapping me. (laughs) This this, this fucking ruled. As soon as I heard those trumpets, my night got so much better. Meat forever. (laughs) There's a shirt. AEW now has a meat shirt. Neither one I was tweeted out to Sam about that. So good. I did. I was so excited. Like, just everything about this match was what I wanted. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if you're fucking Jim Cornette or some miserable prick in his mom's basement. Taco Bell and just drinking Coke. Like, this is excellent. You want some heat, Sam? Let's talk. Rosh Gary kept fucking trashing AEW, so. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I, this was great. I don't care who the fuck you are. 
this is great. This is what I want. This is what I want more of. Especially, we had a debut, and the only debut of the show, CJ Perry is here. But she has been she has been forsaken. <laughs> so no more right. pretzel time for CJ Perry. Nope. TK, nope. you need to make a hostage a meat big meaty man slapping meat title. Hostivision. There we go. There you go. Yeah, the host division. You yeah. have to be 250 <laughs> and over. But honestly, nah, nah, nah. 280, 300 and up. <laughs> the super heavyweight cruiserweight hey. title. <laughs> Welcome to 305 Live. <laughs> but uh, spoiler, I got this match wrong, but I'm glad I got this one wrong, honestly. Sam and I are the only ones that picked Miro, and I was very happy about that. It was so great. I, I also, I also did. I actually kind of a little surprised Powerhouse Hobbs, like, tapped out. Did he tap or pass out? Submission. He, he passed out. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he did tap. Actually. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was so surprised he tapped. I actually thought if they weren't gonna do like like one wins, I thought they were gonna do double count to keep them uh, protected and then move on to like another match and like do like no count out match or a, a stipulation. Well, I, I mean, too many, but Hobbs did attack him after the match. Like after they they shook hands, they did the whole. Arnold Schwarzenegger and what's his name handshake thing that turned into another meme, which was great. And then Ho- and then Hobbs attacked him. So, like I said, I hadn't watched Dynamite, so I don't know if they've referenced that at all or if they're probably going to wait for Collision um, because they're mostly on that show, so that would make sense. But yeah, it's I was I, I'm very glad for Miro. Like Miro deserved a pay per view win. Since he's returned, so I'm. I, and I honestly, I don't think this is going to hurt Hobbs. If if this turns into a feud between the two, I'm I'm all for that as well. Let's do round two, BB. Let's go. Let's make it happen. All What's right, folks. Match, we have again. This this might be. This might have been one of my favorites of the night. Chris Statlander defeating Ruby Soho for the TV TBS title. Hmm. I really enjoyed this match. I just feel so bad for Ruby. She's like forever the bridesmaid, never the bride. This poor girl has gone for so many titles and tournaments and everything, and she's always come up short every single time. So it's just like, when is she going to get that win? <laughs> when? It's just I need it to happen at some point. This match was fun. My only complaint was that, that when she was chasing Saray around the ringside and Saray was like doing like the cartoon like base. I, I, that was my... Yeah, I, I didn't really like that too much, but I mean that's just me nitpick. But overall, I did really enjoy this match. I did like Tony Storm coming out and taking the spray paint can. Oh my god, that was funny. Yeah, I didn't even know she came out from because then I seen video like the like gifts and stuff. I was like, oh, I didn't even know she was even under the ring. Yeah, I looked away for a second, and next thing I know, Statlander's pinned her with a sudden night fever. Yep, but I I really enjoyed this for a TBS title match. Yeah, uh, this was worth it. This was so good. Um, following that, where do you where do we begin with this one? Brian Danielson defeating Ricky Starks by technical submission. No DQ strap match. This was beautiful. It was just carnage, and it was just blood everywhere. The straps were like red by the end of this. It was just, yeah. 
this was like brutality. Like it's just it was it was a lot of fun to watch. And obviously with with uh, Ricky Steamboat down there and commentary for this whole thing was a lot of fun too. Yeah, this 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 fight ruled. <laughs> this was my favorite of the night. For me, second, I'll um, and I really I really enjoyed this. I I can't do it justice talking about. It. I really enjoyed this. Stark's next world champion. There is something about this. I felt like, and again, Scott and I, we've been on the Ricky Starks train since NWA. Yep. And he's just, I don't know, this this match, and then the promo, and Scott, when you watch it on Dynamite, it is like a video package promo. Just, he, he's on the next level. He's like upper mid-card at this point. Nice. Like I'm, I'm all in. They need to. The Ricky train is going, and it's not stopping. Good. Remember, well, yeah. Revolution is ter- televised. That's right. Um. Following that, we had the BCC Claudio and Wheeler Yuta taking on defeating Eddie Kingston and Katsuri Shibata. It's the only match I hated because it was the only match I got wrong. I'm so pissed. <laughs> Me too. Well, I. That's why I got three wrong, but. Not really, but I'm a little surprised. Actually, they won. Of course, I don't pick them, and they fucking win uh, yeah. again. Um, remember I said Claudio? I had a dream match for Claudio. Mm-hmm. Yes. You probably know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I could see Claudio and Shibata. Give me that. Those two beating the shit every other for 15, 20 minutes. Fuck it. Let's book it. Uh, was it me, or was Shibata's European uppercuts hitting harder? Like, this seems more legit than Claudio's. No, I agreed. Okay, all right. Because I was watching this happen, I'm like, either Claudio's selling this beautifully, which he he does, or when Claudio's trying to deliver his, they seemed weaker. And I was like, that doesn't seem right with Claudio. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'd be all for that watching those two just beat the ever-living snot out of one of the I mean, it's true. But also, I think it. I, I love uh, Claudio and Eddie, but their fear needs to come to an end soon. Just fight Grand Slam. Just get it over with. Like I, I like I get the hate, but like it's kind of getting to the point. Like, all right, guys, let's speed this up. Come on, right? Yeah. No, I got you. I can just want six out. It was fun. I'm a little surprised Shabab will lose. To be honest with you, most every time Tony brings him in, like mm. wins. Even though he didn't get pinned, but still. But I, I so I thought it was fun, fun little match. Yeah. Yeah, no, this was good. And up until this point, keep in mind, this is it was the match before this where we were Scott and I we were seven and oh. Yep. Yes, and you guys were, yeah. yeah. I think we, I think all three of us were no, no, sorry, sorry, just grab mine. Actually, no, we were where did we where did we I was undefeated. You, you, I think, had dropped one match before that. Uh, it was the no, uh, yeah, you had at some point because Starks. I think Starks. That's, that's right. Yeah. Looking around. So up until the 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 strap match, Scott and I were, you know, this would have been a clean sweep. This I was probably clean sweep to the pops match. <laughs> so we now have a rule in place that we're going to announce here that Scott and I have decided. We didn't tell anyone else. I just threw it out there. I'm like, because even, you know, again, there's a chance that Scott could have swept this one. He was off by one. One. Think about that. 
13 matches, 12 of them were counting points for. Scott missed one. So we decided going forward, if there is a clean sweep, and it'll be rare, if there is a clean sweep, the winner of the clean sweep gets two points. Damn. Yep. So, Like starting now or when Scott? No, well, obviously starting now. Well, oh, Scott didn't okay. make a clean sweep, but right. Even even if even if I did, I felt like that wouldn't have been right to take two points because we wouldn't have discussed it with you guys first. Yeah, but oh, okay. you know, here on out. Yeah, you know, clean I, I got to get two points. I got to applaud Scott for that because I can't believe how how well he did on this one. But <laughs> well, I was keeping I was keeping score, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I mean, I I pretty much just went, Scott. You basically just won. Spoiler. It went down. To, it went down to the main event. I mean, it was funny because um, the last two matches meant points for all three of us. It could have been if if um, if uh, FTR and the Young Bucks would have won, then Ethan would have gotten a point with me because I was guaranteed a point already by the time this was this was done. And then for the main event, Sam would have had the same chance because he was the only one that picked Cassidy. My point came down to. The main international. All right, let's get to it. But let's let's, get, let's continue into this. We got three more matches to go. Um, my personal favorite match of the night: uh, Kanosuke Takeshita taking on defeating Kenny Omega. Two weeks in a row. This this was my match of the night. Uh, nope. Omega. Wow, I lost my thought. You ever know since he Kaos betrayed Omega, he lost every match. Yep, every singles match he's lost. Yeah. Oh, he's all on five pay-per-views right now but like this this match it was this is what i've wanted because i know Takeshita is very talented i could tell from a mile away that he has big plans yep he's so good and i wanted the one-on-one with kenny because i don't care what anyone says you know there's a reason why kenny omega who is considered one of the best not the best in the world right now um in my personal favorite, personal favorite active wrestler, I can't think of anybody. Now, nah, I mean, him, Okada, AJ Styles, Gunther. I can go through the list, but I wanted this one because if he could hang with Kenny, like not just hang, but hang, there's there's a future. And this match is exactly what I wanted, and it blew any expectation out of the water. Incredible, even. The head drop, even the, the the botch, which I saw people saying, oh, it looked like Kenny was, I don't know if maybe Ethan, you were saying that or somebody else was saying it looked like he was trying to like kick back and land on his feet and said he landed on his head. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was nuts. I like his gear to being tribute to a DDT. Yep. That was mm-hmm. cool. But honestly, I'm agreeing with saying this is my match. And the strap match is second. Yeah, second on the night. And then the big man sleep me part two. What's the other one? That was Mira Haas, by the way. If- <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, Scott. I mean, I mean, I I can't talk about this match. Just, like, no, I mean, I I I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I think for me, the only reason why um, the strap match was a little better is just I liked I liked the brutality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this match definitely had like I, I remember I, I messaged everybody in the chat. I'm like, is are we seeing New Japan Kenny tonight? Like yes. this. This seemed a lot more of that and less of the AEW Kenny that we've seen. So it was, yeah. Um, I I love that he lost again. 
I think it's I think it's it's great storytelling. Number one, number two, it, it makes Takeshka look even better, which is is great. I'm glad that and obviously Don did get involved, which we all knew was going to happen, but it wasn't it wasn't as bad. Correct. It wasn't as like in your face. Like he was blatantly doing shit all the time to get Kenny to lose. He picked the spots. He did a great job. I still want to know who the hell is going to be in this family. I want to know. I need to know. Um, I, by the way, Omega limited me from the because I was pretty I was pretty close to Scott. Well, actually, we all Scott pretty much. I think a match ahead was, but basically, Omega limited me from getting. Oh, that's guy. right. That's what it was. I'm sorry. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the uh, the six uh, the eight man tag. It was this match. That's right. For me, I had basically Omega lies and I was out. <laughs> yep. Well, let's move on to the eight man tag now. Unless Sam's got anything else to say. I blanked. Yeah. Um. Also, that that portrait of Don Callis in Takeshita put on the put, put I want that it's so it's so good Don Callis should be a, a figurehead and a role model for every human being out there so we're gonna hop over to the eight-man tag full club gold take on defeating FTR and the young bucks guns up yeah, this this was fun. Eight man tag, and even though it was like right before the main event, surprisingly, sport these two matches, the last two went longer than the main event, right? Well, I mean, you all you knew Kenny and Takeshko was going to go long. You knew, because oh yeah, they, oh yeah, they did a great job telling a story. Um, and yeah, this one could have cut maybe five minutes short, but I, I still really enjoy it. But I'm just nitpicking. Yeah, there were a lot of near falls that should have ended this match. I agree with you on that one. Like it was still a good match, don't get me wrong, but my my only nitpick just this tone of like five, ten minutes at the most. But it was still great. I still liked it. Yeah. Also, I mean, I uh, th- after after watching the match prior, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be the match that breaks up this from the main event. And even still, the crowd was still pretty crazy for this one. Mm-hmm. The crowd did not stop. Nope. Um, I thought it was great. I'm glad Bullet Club Gold got the W. Really establishing Jay White, you know, juice and the guns, you know, as not just a oh yeah, they're just the you know Bullet Club guys and they're just gonna be here to represent Bullet Club. No, we're gonna make sure Jay White stays at the top. Yeah, he's another one that should be going for singles gold sooner rather than later. Yes, hundred percent, absolutely agreed. Um, main event. Keep in mind, I want to. I want to. I'm gonna read these numbers out for you guys. The card actually ended by midnight Eastern. All right. Luchasaurus is 12 minutes 20 seconds. Oh, the TNT title 12 minutes 20 seconds. Miro and Hobbs 15 minutes 40 seconds. Statlander Soho 12 minutes 25 seconds. Danielson Starks 22 minutes 40 seconds. BCC Kingston Shibata. 15 minutes, 55 seconds. Takeshi and Omega, 30 minutes, 30 seconds. Bullet Club Glow, 21-35. Moxley taken on and defeating Orange Cassidy to become the new international champion, 19 minutes, 50 seconds. We had some longer matches on this whole card. We did. We, we did. did. But the thing of it is, they were good. Like, yeah, they yeah. weren't like, they, you know, some matches that just like, this should not go any longer than 10 minutes mm-hmm. at all. But all these matches were great. I mean, I'm 
as much as I've loved Orange Cassidy's run, it was time for him to drop that belt. Mm-hmm. So, Bobby yeah. Fish Jr., how do you feel about losing that prediction? <laughs> this was, yeah, this was, I, I didn't know how this was going to go because Cassidy and Moxley do, again, they have different styles. So this was going to be like a, it was either going to be like an okay, I'm like, oh, this will be all right. Yeah. And it, it this, this again, this still, I was picking top five. This is in my top five. Yeah. That this was really enjoyable. Like the first few minutes, I was like, okay, whatever. But I like how Cassie had his hands. I was like, dude, why you like busted open and then had his hands in his pot and he's doing a slow. I'm like, kind of late for that cat. And then he started like boom the fuck out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I need to see more of that Orange Cassidy. Or yeah. that like I, I get his gimmick supposed to be lazy and ha ha ha. Right. I actually like this Cassidy if I'm being really honest. Yeah, no, this was this was a lot of fun. Um, but the man deserves a nice long rest. I, I believe he, he even tweeted out afterwards. He's like, I'm gonna go lay down. And I'm like, I, la- I get laughed. Like, go do that, please. You my god, yeah. The match was the match was good. Um this was the 32nd title offense, I believe they said. Yes, yep, he um, had defeated 31, 31. people b- before that. Yeah, but I'm I'm happy for Mox. It's nice to have him see under the title. Um, I honestly hope he doesn't have it for too long. I feel like he should be constantly fighting for the heavyweight title. That's just yeah. my thought. Um, but I'm, I had to think about. It. I don't know who. I don't know who's going to take the title from him either. The That's the thing. Down. Maybe I'd be okay with that. But who'd you say? The cash though. I could see that. Make it the IC title it should be. Right. You know. Okay. Well, it's funny. Speaking of Cassie. Sorry, Zan, we got up, buddy. Um, they actually showed the YouTube video of all of Cassie's talk. Like, I think after he won from Pog, but basically on YouTube, they literally upload all his uh, defenses. Oh, wow. I it's crazy. That. I didn't even realize that it was up to 30 until they kept. I was like, holy fuck. He's a-. And so I went to cage match and I was like, oh, they were telling the. Because you know how wrestling you. Oh, of course. Like Goldberg. Like he had like a thousand victories. Like, really I looked like on Cage Match and that's tough. I'm like, oh shit, that's actually. I thought it was like. I didn't, wasn't even thinking, right? It was like, oh, 20. But I really. I actually really enjoyed this match. And plus, Box is the only one to hold both two singles titles. Yep. Mm-hmm. And rightfully He's the only one, me. I believe him. Yeah. The man's been the workhorse for AEW. Oh, absolutely. The Tanahashi of AEW. Yeah. Yeah. He's just been the workhorse and. You know, he's if there if there's a Hall of Fame, if he's not in the first year that they do it, and what are you doing? You make mistakes. But you want to know who also made mistakes? A lot of people. A lot of people made mistakes. (sighs) The champ is not here. Surprise, surprise. Because he had other things to do. Watching what we Americans call football, you know, opening opening night if you will um so he's not here but i will let the former champion himself kind of go through the rankings here for both all in and all out actually before i do that ethan ethan picks international title match mm-hmm. omega omega and the cat i almost mixed her names together omega and the cash up mm-hmm. <coughs> um strap match strap match is one this is not my match of the year, but put Miro and Hobbs on the list. That one's nice. seven out of ten. But I, right. I, that's when I check out. Um, there was another one I, 
I swore I, I one sec, hold on. You guys keep talking. I'll I gotta find my other one. Well No, that's that's a that's a three. That was a three. Okay. That was a three. Okay. Sorry, sorry, keep going. <laughs> yeah, so Scott, former champ, former Mr. Thursday night. <laughs> let's uh let's run down the rankings of the uh what's going on here. All right. So for for all in. Uh, in uh, in last place, with with five points, unfortunately, was Sam. It's a conspiracy. Uh, <laughs> All right, Chelsea Green. In uh, in fourth place, with seven points, was was myself. The, the you know the conspiracy continues. Uh, and then tied for second was both Ethan and Mr. John the Statman. So your champion, your absent champion, Zach, gets the victory with nine points. Can't even claim it's three, right? Not even here to claim it. He gets his third point of the season, entering the tie with everybody else besides myself and Ethan. Uh, but moving over to All Out the following week, in last place with six points was Mr. Zach. So he <laughs> went from top to bottom. It was like Made no sense. Like, we, we talked about this during our pick show. We're like, this man's on an island all by himself. And he was. And it was, unfortunately. Just for, like, three matches. Way in the back. Yeah. Or two matches, something like that. He did pick some matches that we didn't, and he ended up winning, which was really surprised. Um, But, yeah. Um, Let's see. After that, tied for third was both Sam and Ethan with nine points. John, the stat man, in second with 10, he was unfortunately mathematically eliminated like six matches in. <laughs> yeah, he was like, How was I eliminating Scott? Because like, <laughs> we had the same exact picks. So your boy he got eliminated because he picked Hobbs. That's where it started. Yes, that's that is a lit- that is literally why he lost because he picked Hobbs. Uh, but going eleven and one, somehow, I don't know how I did it. I end up getting my second point of the season. So I it's while I'm still within shouting distance of Ethan, I'm a lot closer to everybody else now. So right now our current scores go Ethan with five points. Uh, all tiebreakers, baby. All <laughs> tiebreakers. That's exactly that's true. We talked about that also. Ethan has actually never won a, a, a show by himself. No. Nope. He's, <laughs> he's tied with everybody. He's tied with Sam, I think, once. He's tied with John three times, and he's tied with uh, he tied with me once, and he's tied with Zach once, I believe. Yes, or twice, or something like that. Or, yeah, something like that. But yeah, like you've never had a clean win. Everybody else has had one clean win <laughs> or more. On the Thailand so, baby. <laughs> to me, it sounds like uh, he's got some Canadian advantage there, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he's got to use, use the rest of us for a crutch so he can get some points. So, yeah, I see how this works. But, all, right, Bobby, all right, Bobby Fish Jr. <laughs> so, Ethan right now has the most right now with five points. Uh, hey, John, hey, Mr. Zach. I get to that title, I'll tie if I have to. Yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, John, Mr. Zach, and uh, Mr. SLB himself have three points tied for second. And I am now right on the heels with two. Still in last place, but that's okay. I'll get my next win 
uh, when we get to NXT No Mercy. So then I'll I'll join the Tide Parade, and then you know we'll see we'll see what goes after that. There's still like I don't know seven or eight more shows, and there's probably going to be a few more added when NXT has their more of their pay per views. And Ring of Honor, AEW decides to throw something else on. Correct. I like I know right now we're not going to talk about Wrestle Dream. Which it has been fine. confirmed. We will not be using it. It's a tribute show to Anoki, so we won't yep. be using it. Rising Sun. Rising Sun. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, um, guys, thank you so much for lo- watching and listening. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube. Follow us on X. Listen to our podcast on all streaming platforms that you can find us on. On a streaming platform, please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell people why ship it to and above the ring is the podcast of your choosing, why they should listen to us as well. This has been our post all in, all out show. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl or a jedi we've got some 80s classics for you do these movies stand the test of time are we discovering something new is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation from the hits to the cult classics we'll discuss our earliest memories favorite scenes fun facts and our not so favorite movie moments too It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.